0: Alright, looks like we're alive! How are we doing out there? Hey there, guys! Oh, oh there's the echo. Alright, how about now? Are we better now? <laughs> All right, how you doing, my man?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Just, uh, back, back to work after a week off this week. Um, so just kinda getting back in the groove, but it's a short week because I forgot that this coming weekend is 4th of July weekend, so we get... Friday off. So that's good. That's good. And today is actually officially the last day for my parents as they officially retired. Both of them. All
0: right. Woo. Retirement.
1: Congrats to my parents. They worked long and hard and well deserved retirement for both of them. I appreciate all they have done for both me and my brother. So shout outs to you, mom and dads.
0: Looking at a few things. All right. Yeah so gonna have some fun tonight we have fun every week when we come and do this right
1: oh yes I always do you know
0: you never know what the rye guy's gonna say especially yeah, if he gets yeah, on the soap a soapbox that, that might be a little controversial we don't want to be too controversial oh, well
1: it's not really controversial I
0: just like wet fishes
1: you know wet fishes are good especially at the sushi market so.
0: yeah speaking of fishes I went out and did some fishing this past weekend good segue yeah see I like that yeah. Um I was <laughs> my but uh, one of my oldest friends he and I have been friends 20 plus years now. Uh, his dad was celebrating his 60th birthday. So my buddy's like, hey, uh, for my dad's 60th, I want to go fishing. They could rent a charter boat and go out fishing. And I was like, I'm down. And so he's like, it originally was planned to do it in uh, May, but COVID. So obviously we're not doing that. Mm hmm and so with that it was all right well let me so he rescheduled it for this past weekend <laughs> um so we went out and it was a it was it was a short trip it was <laughs> only a three it was only a three-quarter day so it was like six hours on the water i got I, I got some sunburn most notably on my feet that it hurts a lot but it was good times we caught a bunch of the uh spadefish uh off a couple of the wrecks and then did some trolling and stuff oh yeah so we caught we ended up coming back with like 20 plus fish because our limit for the spade fish was six per person and we had nine people on the boat yeah uh,
1: so, that's uh, a good haul there
0: oh it was it turns out spade fish is actually a clean fish which means you could literally catch it belay it and then start eating it you don't even have to worry about cooking it
1: So sushi on the boat sounds uh, good I to me do that. yeah well i would I'm, you know, I like sushi.
0: <laughs> you know, I got to get some emojis for this channel. Oh, yes. I In just, time. So I, so I just had to, I just... ADD moment. I just thinking about that. It's like, I I don't have any emojis yet. I, just, I need to figure out some emojis. So I don't maybe know. I'll, so maybe I'll open that up to my contributors over on the over on our Discord to uh, see if they have some suggestions. Because part of the perk of being a contributor is... Being able to submit artwork and like that, that we'll use for the channel. Kind of a way to give back to those who are showing support. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, we did that on Saturday. We went out and did the fishing thing. And then, uh, so, came back, had some fried fish. Uh, it was great. Best fish I've had in a while. Because you get a little sick of eating salmon and, and cod and things like that. Yeah. Not that I'm a cannibal or anything by eating a fish that my family is named after, but... That's a whole nother story for a whole different
1: temptation
0: (laughs) all righty so um real quick before we get uh too too much in there we gotta you know gotta pay the bills bills (laughs) yes yes (laughs) giving credit giving announcements setting expectations as best i can (laughs) Uh, a couple of quick announcements uh number one of course Shout out to Sirenscape for the background musics and whatnot that we're hearing. This is again my custom sound set that I made. It's a combination of a couple of my favorite ambient type things. It's uh, for Scuba St- Scuba Studio. Right now we got the forest uh, theme going on here. Um, go check them out. There's a link in the uh, out, in yeah. the panels here on Twitch. There's also links in the show notes to wherever you, con- you consume this content. Again, reminder that this comes out as a podcast on all the ma- all the major podcast areas. Uh, next month, we're probably going to start revamping our podcast hosting. A little bit tweaking. Trying to, get a, trying to get a legit website going for the studio and the shows and splitting the shows up. So that I, I believe that project is about ready to get started. I kind of have to do it because in August, i got to renew where I'm currently hosting my, the, the uh, audio feed and so i found some as with anything you learn as you go i learned a new place to do this so i'm gonna give that a shot see what's up maybe i'll get a sponsor out of it fingers crossed um a programming note uh there will be no challenge accepted game this weekend it is fourth of july weekend for those of us in the states celebrating our independence typically a day marked with barbecues and fireworks and whatnot so don't want to impose uh, D&D on people who've got families because, yeah. you know, family first. Um, first. I'm not doing much. I'm probably just going to sit around the house.
1: Well, there's no fireworks display in this area, but there'll probably be plenty of barbecues.
0: Yep. Um, another thing, uh, shout out to last week. I was a guest on the Players Table, which is a Thursday night show that Realm Smith puts on uh, with the host Joel. Uh, had great, great great a bit of fun a little bit of tech issue for some reason i had to sit there and do the whole uh he would talk and then i'd have to mute the tab so then i could talk and then back and forth <laughs> but a bunch of questions came in for me and that we didn't get to so talking it over with joel and whatever i'm going to answer those questions on this show tonight and for you they have a surprise uh, about this later in, this month, later in July. Uh, kind of a, a teaser on what on that. So we got a tentative date, but I don't want to say anything till I can confirm the date. But I do have a tentative date for a, for something special, something new for the for our evolution as a show.
1: We evolve as we swim the further in the seas. I'll okay. dive a little bit more. Just make sure I have the mask on.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I got to keep that snorkel mask on or the breathing apparatus uh, so those are the, my announcements uh, Ryan, do you have any announcements
1: um I don't have anything big other than the major one about my parents retiring I, I was off for a week
0: last week so it was a good relaxing
1: week you know ventured out to the aquarium ventured out to the local state park for some hiking got a bunch of mojitos with my cousin um Movies, games, I did jump back into reading some manga and I read all the way through uh, the Promised Neverland manga uh, because I wanted to find out what happened after the anime and I got hooked and finished it up last night. Um, Other than that, nothing else. Just uh, slowly working through uh, my side writing projects and reading so I can get my mind back in the groove and ready for uh, school round two. A little bit tip-tapper in the wet sand, but you know gotta dive somewhere start on the beach into right. the bay
0: let's uh go ahead and kick it get
1: into
0: <laughs> <reviews>. uh, <laughs> all righty so for our reviews our first review this week our only review this week is going to be the movie irresistible irresistible
1: yes sir yes ah. sir
0: is this a film that was put out, video uh, Premiere Video on Demand, or something we could find on Netflix or Amazon? Uh,
1: this was one of those um,
0: newer movies that got pushed out on VOD, because obviously
1: we all know why. Um, and it is a, um, a comedy of sorts, but more of a uh, political satire. It hits the nail on the noggin, it does a dance around the bush, it's a political satire, and it focuses on a DC strategist by the name of G- Gary Zimmer, played by Steve Carell, who picks up on a YouTube video of a, uh, of a retired veteran by the name of Gary H- Hastings, played by Chris Cooper, who um, he thinks could win the mayor- mayoral race in a small town in Wisconsin. Um, and basically, he goes there, he meets with them, and then the movie starts from that point. After that key incident, it's all about the mayor- mayoral race, with uh, Zimmer running his campaign under the Democrat ticket. And then what happens is his uh, incumbent gets another person coming in, Rose Burns, who plays Faith Brewster, who is the Republican strategist that comes in, and it pretty much becomes a political satire of modern-day American politics. And it's written and directed by Jon Stewart. And... Watching this film, it is a very it does a very great job right off the point of of showing the flaws and what how modern day society is enraptured by the politics of the day. But it also does a great job in doing it through comedic characters, dramatic motifs, and societal narratives. Um, What John Stewart does really good is that he lays out a basic outline of political landscape and you watch the campaign going back and forth but it never beats you over the head over you know ideology strategy or nothing he does it through just a general outline and through the strong character interactions that Zimmer has with Hastings um watching Steve Carell in this role he he is he's a chameleon at this point because i think in this role you get to see a different side of him because i've never seen him in a political satire i've seen him in comedies i've seen him in dramas but in a in a in a staunch political satire film he is on point with a lot of the the comedic timing the interactions that he has with hastings or rose burns characters and and it drives away a lot of um it brings to the limelight the blindness and ambition that can be done in American politics but in a very foolish way so when the film um, heads into the second half there's a lot of um, the race gets heated up and you get a lot of sequences of typical back-and-forth comedic antics so you get you know the typical physical humor uh, crude blunt conversations and some like over-the-top cheesiness it does take away from a lot of the, the satire for a little bit but then everything comes to head you kind of know what's going to happen at the end because there's a lot of foreshadowing of what's happening but for all the strengths of the satire of the the lens on american politics the two-party system and the great acting from steve carell there's a couple twists that happen in the final act and the climax that kind of brings it down and kind of ruins the whole point of what i think john stewart was trying to do with the film but Ironically, at the same time, it brings a sense of awareness to the truth of what is fractured in society. So, overall, it, it's it's a hodgepodge of greatness, goodness, and kind of terrible uh, uh, script writing. So, take it uh, away, Scuba.
0: Uh, it's I didn't get a chance to check this out. So, but it sounds like I've seen some of this before in other formats
1: yeah you probably have it's very it's
0: very it's very comical
1: if it, uh, it's very it's very politically driven there's a, it doesn't really try to be original it just takes a different it takes a different scenario and throws in different colors to make it a little bit different because it's, it focuses on a lot of the modern day um, modern day politics that are happening right now so it's very in your face. But it never takes away, it never takes away or feeds biases to one message or another. It just puts it out there and like, these are the problems. But he does it, John Stewart, does, if you know John Stewart's comedy, he does it in a very stand-up-y, blunt way. So it's very obvious, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really go one way or the other. It straddles that average line. So...
0: So, what would you? What's the rating on this?
1: Um, overall, I, I think it's a good. It's a good commentary on American politics. So, if you are very aware of everything's going on, it will put a limelight on it and all the flaws in the two-party system. Um, if you're a fan of Stewart, social commentary, and satires, I think it would give you a few laughs. Overall, it would be a good uh, Friday night at home. So, two point five out of five Friday night rental. So, and it is. You can do it. It's on VOD. On the man. Check it out, people. That much oh. Shot. Doop 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 doop. But I'm looking forward to this weekend though, because I realize what's dropping this weekend. Oh really? What's dropping this weekend? Um on Disney Plus, the film version of Hamilton. So oh, that fun. will be the watch of the weekend, though. And so far it's getting positive buzz from
0: I've never seen the play.
1: Yeah, I've never seen the play, but I love musicals. And if it's when a musical is done in a if a musical is done great in film, it can really take you take your breath away, you know. So, hmm. No pun intended.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I guess with that, what we got? State of Game. Dunna. Dunna. State of Game, where we talk about games and all things games,
1: digital dice, and everything in between, people.
0: Yeah. Love that new glacier set. Used that last night on
1: the uh, Wild Mount
0: season finale. It was. Hey, that's awesomeness. Um, so. Pun- <laughs> unintended if, As usual, we start off with a uh, ride. You ain't got any video games for us.
1: Yeah, even with all the time all I kind of laid low, but I did, did, this would make Scuba proud, I did start playing Days Gone. So I did get in a few hours in Days Gone. Um my initial impression, initial impressions of the game is that it feels like a a, a more narrative driven state of decay and that's what it feels like to me um, yes. and this is only in the few hours so I could definitely tear it's a character driven game um, it's an open world like zombie and inf- uh, zombie invested game but you can tell there's more than just
0: the zombie enemies out there Yes. Um, a, oh. it's, it's got a great. Uh, the premise is really good. Yeah. Uh, it takes place in the Pacific Northwest. It takes. Uh, uh, it's this post-apocalyptic type thing, and you're right. It has a very strong similarity to state of state of decay yeah. with the the hordes coming around. Yeah. However, I think the AI is much better. But it's, not as, stated, yeah, it's uh, not as clunky.
1: Yeah. It's not as clunky. I can I can s- definitely tell that right off the bat.
0: Yeah, and unlike State of Decay, it's the character story. Yeah. And the fact that the lead character in this is played by Sam Witwer. Hmm? If you're not familiar with who Sam Witwer is, he did a show on Sci-Fi Channel, an, English ver- an Americanized version. I lost the name of the show. I don't know. <laughs> it was a vampire, a ghost, and a werewolf that live in a house together.
1: Hmm. I I think I might know, but you know,
0: it's not hey, right now. But the, he did that. He also is pretty prominent in voice acting in video games because he was Star Killer in Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed Two, and then uh, again with Star Wars, he played the voice of Darth Maul in Star Wars: The Clone Wars and Palpatine in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. In Rebels, obviously, they got. the original actor to come back to do Palpatine and Sam Witwer does a pretty good job imitating it but can't imitate an original like that
1: yeah but so far I I I enjoyed the interactions in the game I can tell like the, the this game has just very minimalistic um um minimalistic when it comes to the skill tree and the action in the game but I like that the, the there's an organic nature to the game, that makes it feel real. So when you're scoping out, like say in the, one of the first missions, you're scoping out trying to get to a gas station. You have to be smart about what you're doing, because every enemy type is different. And then when I invaded uh, a, a human camp, you definitely I noticed how you have to use your environment to get around or take it. So it this does look like a game where it's it fits that middle ground that where I don't have to do too much, too in depth stuff, but just enough depth where I can keep engaged for a while. So uh, we'll give more updates as podcast comes.
0: Oh, so. yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it mm-hmm. here and I play through it. Yeah. I of course watched it through Gamer's Little Playground because I don't have a PlayStation Four. Yeah, I thought it was a really great story. It's a long story too for for the game, but then again. As we've already touched on, video games in this day and age are getting up near 100, 100 plus gigabytes for a story. Yeah. So
1: just 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 look at the one that just dropped about a week ago. Last of Us Part Two. Yeah.
0: yeah, that one that was a good story. I didn't really like the constantly recurring theme of revenge. Yeah. I felt that got a little beaten to death, but what I do really love about Last of Us is the multiple storylines so don't want to spoil it too much
1: yeah i'm check I'm,
0: it out it's a great game top notch laura bailey ashley johnson Mur- all, all of them that are in there troy baker it's great game great acting great ability yeah. it's just there's we could talk about that after some more people have played it Oh
1: yeah i i might pick it up like i played the first game it, it was okay to me um i've heard interesting things about the second game i mean other than the revenge story and all the stuff so um but the next game on my deck is ghost of shishima that comes out in a week and a half so you know i will definitely give you in-depth perspective of that game
0: yeah uh shout out to Chad. yeah laura bailey is in there she's one of the principal characters in this one um hmm. it was announced what character she would be it, would, it showcased a year or so ago that she the character she would be playing but you didn't know how that character fit into the story until you see the story go out so it's a great i i, I she i had forgotten she was in the film to be totally honest until a recent tweet from her from when she was doing strength training for the role so.
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely would avoid the
0: interwebs and not even type in the name oh, because yeah. you
1: might get spoilers right off the bat.
0: Yeah, go definitely go check it out. And you know, tell us how tell us how you're enjoying it. Um. Anything else video game wise for you or anything? Uh,
1: anything video game wise?
0: Well, I did uh, just
1: kind of went went and picked up Switch to play some more Torchlight 2 just because I just love. So check out
0: that promo for Torchlight 3.
1: I want it now. I know there's early access, but I I avoid early access because I want to play the game fresh at launch. But I I am excited for Torchlight three, and I will make sure I can play that game somehow some way.
0: That works. That works. Um, I unfortunately don't have any video game stuff to talk about. I uh, so I'm gonna I'm probably gonna play some this weekend. Maybe I'll maybe I'll stream playing a game hey. on Saturday.
1: Maybe we can uh, meet, uh, do a team up and we can do a a, a playthrough on uh, Days Gone at some point. Oh. I'll bring the PS4 over.
0: Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt.
1: Thoughts? Think about it.
0: Couldn't hurt. I mean, anything to make content, but as long as it's content people actually want and enjoy.
1: Or goes to Tsushima.
0: Yeah, I still have that stack of stuff. I still got. Je- I still got Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I did
1: like, lend you that game a while ago.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> but
1: you know, in time we become a
0: Jedi. Alrighty, so that leads up for some D and D info or stuff to talk about.
1: Throw them dice, Scuba.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the first thing, where, just a quick bit. If you had, if you were not here last Saturday for Challenge Accepted. It was i got a couple of cool milestones for that one number one i did not have to stop and restart the stream it went through and it looks like it went through pretty well so i'm i'm, I'm happy for that i think i have a working model i think i have a, a, a there was one issue with it but that was my camera was not picking me up anymore so i have to troubleshoot that but at the important thing is uh the player's cameras and player stuff was good. So you know, I Oh, thanks for the thanks for the cheers. Um so with that uh another thing was the gameplay for the adventure went pretty well. Um and there were some interesting things from it that I have to say it was really kind of uh, something that I needed to work I need to work on in my planning and but also encourage the players have conversations outside the game to kind of strategize going into things um, <laughs> the uh, the tagline for the episode is burning down the house
1: <laughs> hmm
0: well okay. <laughs> i wasn't i'm gonna name names well let's just say a grease spell a couple of swarms of spiders and a flint and steel and a high survival check let's just say that does not add up to be a great experience it doesn't
1: sound like it's a win-win situation
0: you know no
1: matter if you're on what it does no no win-win situation there (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but it, it was good, and it was it was good because I got to actually uh, do a couple of different things. Number one, I got to the it was it was this whole comedy of errors in communication, because um, I couldn't. It was just so. It was like it's like here it is on a silver platter. Go ahead, use it, use it, and I'm like, okay. But um, another thing, I got to break out my um, hourglasses. Uh oh. So. As I said on the set on there, and I'll say it again here, is like I had I, I when I went to Wisconsin uh, for my grandmother's ninetieth birthday. Um, picked I found a set of three uh, hourglasses: a red one, this gray one, hey, the other one's kind, or this one's kind of a blue. The other one's kind of a, a smoky uh, color, and I got them with the intent because when I had teens on parade, they would spend a lot of time chattering amongst each other and so it would be like half it would take 15 to 20 minutes to do a single round of combat (laughs) because they spent all this time talking and debating and arguing with each other on what skills to do and i remember catching uh, a bit on some of the behind the scenes stuff and dungeon master tips from uh, matt mercer about uh, some of the players when they would see him pull out the hourglass they were just hating it because yeah, hourglass signified that you had a finite amount of time to figure it out and get out. Otherwise, you could spend hours debating on what to do. So it was one of those situations. Got to apply that. Um, so I'm hoping I can use that again. I know when I was thinking with the teens, I'd flip them over, and it's like if it's like it's kind of a stagger. It's like different color would signify something bad or worse happening, but sometimes it's like and one of the things i've learned in the last couple of months is keep it simple keep it straightforward and life will be so much easier for you when trying to handle uh, multiple moving parts like um but needless to say there was no fatalities that's good no fatalities no one was seriously injured (laughs) um
1: (laughs) like i like the, the quotes there
0: yeah, no one was seriously injured. Uh, nobody died. Uh, no death saving throws, which I call that as a win. I'm not out to kill the party, but um, but it, it interesting. It led to the fact that the, it's like okay, trying to encourage them to discuss, and some of the conversation so far has been really good. I'm not going to give it away because that's player that's player player, and this is DM player confidentiality. So what their tactics are, I may watch, but I will not interfere. I may throw out a little bit of, uh, hey, FYI, in case you hadn't considered it, here's a possible option to go through. Because my whole thing is is there is no one way out of a situation. If there's ever one way out of a situation, then I did my job poorly by not setting up multiple ways out of a situation.
1: Not good, DM. Not good.
0: I, see? I'm trying. I'm trying. Got to try. <laughs> so that was fun uh we're gonna take the next week off because of the holiday and then we'll come back on the 11th yes sir do our next session um and i think we're gonna try and wrap up the current uh bit with that um at least because it really feels like this next session really kind of does have to wrap up the first part of uh the module because it's actually a two-part module that leads into other stories But I don't want that but I need to know what their plan is before going on to the next if they're going to go on to the next half of the Module or is going to set them up for going somewhere else or are they inadvertently going to set up my West Marches game that uh, With a lot of help from people within uh, the discord channel uh, Have been helping kind of giving me some feedback on is I'm starting up a West Marches style in there So if you subscribe here on Twitch, then you get uh, you get access to the uh, the West Marches game on Discord. A uh, few exception to that are those who actually play games on stream with me because they're I already am thankful that they're donating th- their time to let me make content. So I don't have to worry about with them. by getting in there and then it's like seeing this and it's like and kind of set up. I have I've, I'm kind of. Some things I've learned from some other places and trying to develop things. One of the things we developed was a uh, something called the balladeer a Balladeer is kind of another name for a minstrel. These are the people who tell stories. Yeah, I'm envisioning balladeers as being uh, mini dungeon masters uh, Weavers of secrets and whispers to kind of litter the world with uh, possible adventures uh, for the players to go through um, and then I can It's like if group wants to do a particular adventure can kind of open that up for more stream for more uh, Content as far as hey, well, we're gonna do a session with these players because they're at this point We'll do a quick zoom call to do the session and then allow them their their thing or you know but the idea is that will affect what my other game table games do so it was it's an idea I've seen and it's an idea that makes a lot of sense as far as community interaction And it's something I want to see kind of develop even.
1: Sounds like a good plan.
0: It is. It is. So now that I've babbled on about that, (laughs) um, I'm going to go through and pull out the questions from the players table that were not answered last week. I'm going to answer them here.
1: Let's answer away.
0: Answer away. If there's some questions that want to come in, I'm going to borrow a working method because it's simple. Question in all caps and then ask your question. I'll try and keep an eye on them there Um, so See scrolling back up See, okay, here was one Uh, this was from someone known that game chair Uh, What was my DM origin story if I don't mind sharing? Um, That one is kind of easy as far as uh, as far as Dungeons and Dragons DMing it was a friend of mine, and I've said it a couple of times, a friend of mine wanted to run Curse of Strahd 4th edition uh, book because there was no 5th edition out. And it was only supposed to be for four weeks. But the players were having so much fun that it lasted nine months. Yeah, before, four, uh, four weeks to nine months. Yeah. I was. That's well, it's like they'd kind of go off the rails. And there was a lot of things I learned from that. I, I learned I will never again run an XP-based game. I will always run Milestone, because if I, because I will give you XP for the guidelines in the book, so if the guideline says you survived a day, you get this amount of XP. You kill these creatures, you get XP. You do these roleplay things, you get XP. There's a lot of ways to get XP, and it can just run, but I feel Milestone is a little more balanced. Now, I don't know how I'm going to handle leveling on the Discord server. That's a whole other conversation I need to talk to a few more, get a few more perspectives on uh, with that. So before that, I would DM uh, Palladium's Rifts and uh, Robotech. I would try and go through doing those, and those were pretty good. I had a great uh, ro- I had a great uh, Rifts game where I basically took the books, I took what you perceived the factions were, and I put them in a blender and then spit it back out to people. So they had no idea. It's like, wait a minute, these, these monsters belong to this faction. No, they don't my world so I kind of I, I like to mix and just throw things and that has transferred over into the way I do pencils and dragons uh, okay Let's see next question from bottom monster what is your advice on would be DD D&D campaigns streaming? I want to start one, at least a one shot later this year honest that one you really just got to get your figure out how you're going to do your stream uh if you're going to use and are the players going to be at the table or the players going to be in a zoom call figure out how to do that uh, and then just do it i mean you don't even have to you don't have to you don't even you could record it and then upload it or you could actually run through and stream it um you can use a variety of platforms to do it you could use obs you could use uh, XSplit there's even a program on Mac if you're a Mac person. I can't put off top of my head Uh, But there's a number of ways as far as the whole production side, but know that it is a lot of moving parts and if you don't If you have a hard time uh, manage uh, Managing uh, just the game setting as dungeon master then trying to do that and run the production can leave you a little leave you a little uh, crazy. Um, if you have somebody who can run the production stuff, and then you run the uh, the game stuff, that's great because then that allows someone to be a little more attentive to any kind of technical issues that come up. Also, you don't need a whole lot. Like this studio setup right here, I have two uh, Logitech C920s, and I have a Logitech two set uh, C270. Uh, as far as cameras, I don't have anything more high dollar than that right now. Um, so that could kind of work out. Also, pay attention to how other streamers or productions do, do their camera placement and how they set up their cameras. You don't need a whole lot to do it. If you think you do, you're, that was a major hang-up I had, was thinking I needed $20,000 worth of camera equipment and microphones. You don't. Snowball Snowball mic what's 70 bucks at best buy a couple of c920s or a c920 depending on how you yeah, want it it's
1: uh, a yeah. you can you can work around with
0: the technology nowadays yeah
1: but yeah there's a question in there for me
0: yes there is let's uh go with that rye guy do you play any tabletop rpg
1: do i play any tabletop rpg it's a no i have tried in the past um, and then I went way, 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 way back in the day when I was young in middle school, I tried to create my own version of a tabletop game out of uh, Dragon Ball Z. I had it all set up. I had all the dice. I had the game rules written and everything, and then moved from the townhouse to our house. I lost everything. So, so yeah, that's when I really was like, no, nah, and I went a different path in my creativity. Have to get you lot we'll to get you to come on to Challenge Accepted. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm down to venture into the tabletop stuff. I am an avid gamer or at least a video gamer in all my life, so it would be another branch for me to jump into. might be fun. What do
0: you guys think? Think we should get him as a get, on Challenge Accepted sometime? Or that should be like an obvious answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh,
1: next. Throw that hook in the water with the right bait. Yeah. No.
0: That's all you need. Actually, you just need the right and you need the right environment. All right,
1: uh, mm-hmm. rapid
0: descent. Question from him was, how old is too old to play D and D? Let me ask you, are you still are you still alive? And you're not too old.
1: You're never too old to play D and D.
0: No, no, I, it's it's. I remember years ago, my dad asked me why was I so big into these RPGs, and I was like, it's scenarios. I mean, that's what you do. You, it's no different than, I mean, there, it's really is no different than real life. It's like you're presented a situation and you use what you know. The only difference is is the dice will tell you how successful you were at trying to do it. Oh. And there's somebody who's you know a little more. T- little, there's always somebody overwatching uh, in Overwatch, whether it's uh, an Almighty Spirit that we believe in, or it's somebody sitting behind the table with a stack of books and. Seemingly infinite knowledge on how many different ways things can go.
1: But yeah, you're in, in I. Never too old. You enjoy. You're never too old to enjoy something of your own passion.
0: And with that, it actually is proven, to, and I can say this from personal experience. My, my my grandmother and my grandfather. My grandfather is not really didn't seem really into trying new things. My grandmother's always testing her mental. Capacity so even at 90s 90 years old. She's always asking questions and trying to figure out new things and Having that kind of active mental uh, Activity has staved off some of the things like dementia and memory loss and all of those things as you're getting into those ages So honestly if you could be if I could be playing Dungeons and Dragons at 90 years old I am all for it. I may not be the dungeon master but I will still play or I will still talk to people about playing. I can oh, yeah. really confidently say this is going to be how I end my life.
1: Yeah. You see, you, you see that especially you see a lot of the videos on YouTube or in various places where you be like 80 year olds and plus still, you know, playing like wow on the computer and all this stuff or that grandmother that was playing Skyrim and streaming it. So, yeah. you know, you're never too old for your passions. Never too old. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. Happy birthday, Glock. Uh, Happy, birthday, Happy birthday,
1: Glock. Another right. another June, maybe. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the club.
0: All right, we have a comment from Sakura163. Uh, it was thanking me for helping a noob learn the ropes. As that's actually one of the things I love most about playing games.
1: But yeah, I love teaching. I love showing
0: people how to play new games. And Thank
1: it's, you it for kinda, the
0: follows.
1: You got follows.
0: Yeah, let me go to that activity fee. Uh B Fisher13, thank you for the follow.
1: Thank you, B Fisher.
0: You thank you for the bits. Oh, and I gotta dial back because special new follow from uh Galaxy Tim34. Uh just heard through the heard through the grapevine. It was his birthday recently, so gotta give him a shout out. He's uh joining in on the on the fun. Thank
1: you. Happy birthday. Welcome.
0: Yep. So um, um so that was a comment from her. Um Next question is from Outlaw seventy nine, Scuba. Who's your favorite character from Challenge Accepted? I'm asking for Gilly. E, that's like, that's like you tell your, that's when your kids ask, who's your favorite kid, Dad? No, I'm it's not, not you.
1: So stop asking.
0: Every character I have, I have loved every character that has come across my table, whether it's Challenge Accepted, No Quarter, Teens on Parade or any of the ones I've played with my uh, friends over the last decade and a half. Lots I will to do. not <laughs> answer that with anything other than I love all of them because all of them bring something to the table. Every one of them brings something to the table. Some of them may frustrate me, but that I take that as not I'm frustrated because I'm just angry. I'm take it as I'm frustrated because now I need to expand my capabilities to handle that one of the things i i both love and hate it when i have a player who tries to break things and i have to sit there and go guess what rule zero don't know it I'm gonna learn it
1: yes <laughs> yeah and, and the, i love i love i I'm a, I'm a i'm a student of life i love learning new things so you know venturing yeah, I, out to
0: it's 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 other people's perspectives on the character creation that I, i'm most interested in because like I've said this before, I have a friend who likes to take concepts of characters from anime and comics and reverse-engineer them into D&D. There's probably one of the more famous ones is Wart Kagner, who, in my version of Barovia, is the one who was left standing after the incident from the last, last party that went to Barovia. <laughs> and I was talking to the player of that character... Um, and we were kind of discussing his psychology and what he would do in Barovia. So it might be my players go to Barovia if my if my plan A does not pan out. I do have a plan B, and the plan B is to go back to Barovia after the first party went through and to see how some of those things could be affected by that. So I need to do a little more research, but it's always fun there. Uh, let's see. Next question from Bada Monster. Oh, nope, that's not for me. <laughs> that is all the que- that is all the leftover questions from the players table last week. Um, any new questions that have come in via chat?
1: Somebody was just raising their hand about the grease fire. Slowly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's always fun. That's, <laughs> uh, I. It's, there are times in a game where something happens. You have to shake your head, and be like, "I know, realistically, this shouldn't work." But I really want to see what happens. It's that train wreck. It's that train wreck thing. It's like you see the train wreck coming. You don't want to look, but you always want to. But you want to look. You're just like, you "What's the look. aftermath?" You know but yeah if you have questions uh, do question in all caps and I will get a uh, command uh, popped in there uh, for for next time uh, so it's easier to do but yeah caps question and we'll answer questions as like uh, as they come in and when we take a break from different things we're discussing because want to make sure we keep the interaction going oh yes so yep yeah, player Players table notes. Challenge accepted. Yep. Uh, did start planning uh, Curse of Strahd run as I kind of alluded to earlier. More on that as we're coming. Um, I don't have a fixed date, but what I can say is we are going to have an, a session zero. Um, and this is going to go into our next topic that we're going to discuss, and why I'm seriously—it's like I need to—I want to I wanna sit down and have uh, have a have a session zero to, before we get too far into it. Kind of, kind of goes right into it, right into that.
1: Let's zoom in. Zero, Zero in. Let's talk. Discussion mode.
0: Oh yeah. We're going to talk, and what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about, um, there's a recent article that came out on D&D Beyond, or no, not D&D Beyond. <laughs> it came out from Rewind! Reasons. <laughs> it came out from Wizards. It was talking about diversity in D&D and some of the changes. Pop up the up the article link in Discord. If you, on, if you are following on Discord, you can check that out later. But this was a great article because it, it was... With everything that's gone on in the last three four weeks, uh, which if you don't know what's been going on in the last three or four weeks...
1: You've been hiding under a rock. A, a very yeah. heavy rock
0: yeah because it, it I hate to I mean I don't want to sound dismissive and saying that this flares up every few years but I think this time has definitely been different because the amount of people who are just fed up with it is just mind-blowing and I honestly I can't I can't say anything against it and in fact it's actually been helpful because it helped me it helped me become more aware because um like the whole the the, the black lives matter movement and lot and the me too and some of these other ones hearing it and then you hear about it and then if you don't understand you, you, or you're certain it's been documented your outlook on the world is dictated by the people you associate with yes your personality, your character, is influenced by the people you choose to surround yourself. With. There's many leadership books that talk about power and influence, and successful people surround themselves with a particular group with with people. I personally tend to surround myself with people who give me different perspectives and who have a variety of perspectives if I surrounded myself with people who just said, yes, that's a great idea. I'd probably shoot myself. Yeah. Um, Nope. Sorry. Bad joke. But, um, because then I'm not growing and while I, and I always love diversified opinions on things. There are, there are still times that I don't have enough of it and I'm always out searching for more opinions or, um, Back and forth on a discussion now when i first heard about blm it was okay that doesn't make sense to me don't all lives matter but then i got some new perspectives on it and now i understand it isn't just. It, it's it's not it's everything that it's like you're doing this to draw focus you're also but you're not, everybody with a brain <laughs> knows that or not so much that I want to sound derogatory every if you think about it and you think about it and you're not have enough input of information you realize yes they all matter but you never it's become so norm in so many ways to ign- not think about a particular segment of population whether it's intentional or unintentional I have to admit unintentionally I probably never really thought about it but recently it was that okay some things need to change so about this article this article talks about how wizards is looking at revamping uh the races every time they republish the books uh expanding on what preconceived notions are some of those preconceived notions have to do with certain races it's like when you think think of them they are your first instinct is that they are disalignment I'm one of those that subscribes to the idea that alignment is fluid. Your decisions dictate your alignment, not your race, your color, your background, your class. Warlocks are not all, not all inherently evil. Orcs are not all inherently evil. Humans are not all inherently evil. I don't know I can argue on it. That's situational. <laughs> <laughs> so think Let's about scope the- out
1: the landscape. Mm, <laughs> you know movie i just watched i'm joking yeah,
0: well, you know <laughs> sometimes i think agent smith isn't wrong you know i think humans are more destructive than anything else on the planet and they just don't know any better
1: oh yeah it's
0: interesting but you look at these various races and all the d as it comes up is like it always depicts them in a certain light there's been some recent media recently though that some of that stuff some of those barriers are broken down but in a accompanying this article which talks about how they're looking to revamp the races to make them to kind of broaden make things inclusive to essentially take away the black and white and make everything gray just because I, just because this group of people is here does not mean that this group is bad it's just a matter of the choices and it's really starting and emphasizing on the choices players always ask me do you have any race or uh, race or class limitations in your builds my answer is always no you want to make a changeling make a changeling you want to make a minotaur make a minotaur you want to make a drow make a draw i don't care because your character will dictate how that your you as the player is going to dictate how that character performs. but with that same thought as I, i'm not really thinking about i i'm really giving much thought to other factors and with this article they kind of go into that and they're looking at trying to uh, talk with uh, more people, get more varied opinions, and I really respect them for that. Uh, one of the big ones is the Stani from Curse of Strahd, since we're talking about Curse of Strahd coming out. Astani, when you when you see them, and it's like, yes, they're talking about this is supposed to be an animal uh, uh, representation of of the uh, Romani or Gypsies. Well, yes, there's a lot of stereotypes that go. And that doesn't exactly translate real well over time. Not that, it's not excusing it. It's just over time as you become more informed, become more aware, and then things that at 20 years ago don't make a lot of sense now. So this was one of those things I really liked how they're going to kind of revamp this and get some ac- get some input. Uh, a parallel for what we talk about here is let's look at the movie Mulan. Disney did an animated film Mulan, decade or a couple of decades ago,
1: late '90s, early 2000s in that range.
0: But they did it, and it was Americanized. It was totally Americanized. In fact, from my understanding, it never actually played in China at all. However, the new live-action Mulan, they actually spent the time to get more cultural consultants on the cultures that depict. That are depicted in the film to represent them more accurately because there's nothing more insulting to a group than representing them badly i think. Roy, what do you think
1: uh i agree with that because if you're if you're going to build a film we'll use that example mulan you want to have the cultural influence of what the story in premise and era represents sticking or voicing a character that from someone that, who doesn't have knowledge, or doesn't have any in, in, any instinctual um, any in, any instinctual thought of what should be proper, or even uh, understanding the, the societal ramifications of not not doing it properly, will just you just put up a blind eye for the sake of monet monetization. Um, you don't you don't care about who you're hurting, what part of uh, society you're hurting, or anybody's beliefs you're hurting. You're just like I'm. Just going to do this, and just 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 stay in my bubble and create whatever I want. Uh, case in point could be um, a, a film that came out a, a, a couple years ago. I'm going to say a couple years. I can't remember, but Exodus: Gods of Kings, where it focused on you know Moses and that story, but there was no casting of you know, any heritage related to what the character should be. Uh, the lead role was Christian Bale. I forget who was the other role, but it was pretty much whitewashing across the board on that, and it got slammed by the critics and by the fans for them not properly retelling the story of Moses. So yeah, it, it it there there'll be heavy backlash, especially in a time where the culture is evolving and a culture a culture is evolving where people are starting to realize like you said uh, black understand what the meaning of black lives matter is what the meaning of cultural appropriation is what the meaning of inclus- inclusivity is especially with uh like this article there they're you know bringing in input from different parts of their own community to realize hey we don't want to push you out and just be uh create a stigma just because of a certain situation we want to hear what you want to what you think would be better going forward um, so like you said you you create characters however you see you know fit in your game but you know it's you know driven by choice and if you through my own experiences and like you said surrounding people with a, a good varied notion of opinions just how I grew up where I grew up, and where I'm going is all driven by that inclusivity and understanding of who I am, who I'm interacting with, and who I will interact after that. Because if you if you don't keep an uh, an open mind and open eye going forward, then you're just gonna fall in the trap of just blaming something within a bubble. Um. So yeah, the, the 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 Mulan comparison is a good one because you're going to see a stark contrast between what the animated film does, did, and then what the live action will do when it eventually hits theaters, which I'm so, looking forward to. Yeah,
0: but another thing to kind of kind of move in with this. Yeah. The not so long ago was the uh, D and live uh, event. They streamed a bunch of games, one of the and panels and stuff. But one of the one one of the panels they did was the. Uh, hashtag black af panel uh for on for on dnd uh dnd live and i someone had suggested i check this out uh because I felt it would be right up some of the how we kind of approach certain things because we'll, we'll touch third rails gently and whatever
2: Mm-hmm.
0: regardless um i watched this today and i sent this to ride a watch so we could both kind of have an uh, kind of an opinion on that. I would strongly recommend you guys check this out too. It was so. It was. It was really good and really powerful because it again. It. it, it I thought it was great. A hundred percent. It was.
1: It was, a, it was a very. If so, you, you know, to, to people that are closed within their own ranks. Or within their own group, it does open your eyes to what is really happening. You know, how the effect of even playing the playing Dungeon and Dragon can have effect on the other people in the party.
0: And that's the biggest takeaway I got from it was, and, and, and prior to seeing this, when all of my friends got together for our Agents of Short game, we never actually played, but we all hung out, a similar conversation to this. To this stream actually erupted around my dinner table and I was just listening I didn't want to jump in but it, it happened and it was really powerful then because then it was like you're getting a perspective that you you, if you're not that person you don't have it and no amount of saying you do is ever going to show it because you literally cannot be you can you can you cannot you can you're not that part you're not in that group, you're not seeing that. The then seeing this panel and then hearing these six uh, individuals talk and it's the it's it's very raw, it's very real, it's very much on point and some of the biggest takeaways I got from it is a you need to educate yourself Ignorance is what is going to keep perpetuating this if you are remain ignorant you remain unable to are uh, unable to or unwilling To spend the time to research and learn The terms like I was watching this and I'm sitting here googling different terms Because I didn't I've never heard the term before which again is that if you're if the circles you're in, you're going to hear or not hear certain terms and phrases and then you hear it and it's like, OK, what does this term or phrase mean? I could infer based on critical thinking critical thinking. However, again, you run into the whole I assume I know what it is. So I still need to go and double check. And there were a lot of interesting things like the whole con- the, the concept of micro microaggression. Concept of can't remember the word right now, and I'm not gonna mispronounce it, but I found it very powerful. And one of the things I took away from it, and I've been rethinking, and why I want to do an episode zero for sure is originally I was thinking in episode zero to allow the players to introduce themselves on stream, kind of set that uh, for who they are and how they're going about it. We didn't really have that in the current season of challenge accepted because. I had some we had done a big time shift for our broadcast slot and some players had to leave because they could no longer participate because of the time zone difference And so I had to bring in new players and I had to think of creative ways to bring in the new players um, and I, I admit I've handled that good in some instances and in other instances not so well uh, I think one group uh, person wanted to play a an orc wanted to play an orc and i went in with the way the world is the adventure is set up this would be the most apt place to put him for him to cross paths with the party and join the party fortunately the optics i had totally not thought about the optics of the situation and one of the party members cast dissident whispers on him. so yeah that set a great tone for the for the meaning <laughs> of the people. So. Uh and then so it's like, yeah, okay, that didn't I could definitely do that better. But and also it's wanting to make sure I do some hashing out of the whole thing with seeing what the players are interested in, seeing what the players think about things, hearing the players talk and communicate. They're doing that right now. I have a planning channel on my Discord for all of the players who are Involved with this and we're going through some of those questions um, It's gonna if it if it if any topic falls within the uh, server roles It's not going to be to avoid it certain things like that Server roles are dictating a lot of the way this will go and of course PG to, Slightly PG 13 if, if it can all if but definitely not going much further, but the world setting which I never really given much thought to when I run a game now i'm giving a lot of more thought to because i've never i've not i played with a few people but i've not played but getting into dungeon mastering and on online potentially having players i've never played with people i've never interacted socially with outside of uh text conversation and all of a sudden be in this voice conversation we had an incident on challenge accepted a few weeks ago that Kind of got a little dicey, but it thankfully it kind of worked itself worked itself out. But it definitely it seemed like that put a few warning bells in my mind to think about it. And then watching this panel and thinking about the fact that you're running the game in a fantasy setting, but also keeping trying to run, trying to work with the fact that not every player is going to see the world the way you see it. And as a dungeon master, I have to make sure that my all of my players feel welcome to play and that I have to spend, I have to be mindful of how thing, how something might come across. I may deem it as, well, that's, that's how this might have happened in history or history has set a precedence for X, Y, and Z behavior. But that's not, a, that, that's just, again, doing, that's me doing microaggressions. That's me not thinking about how this might affect somebody else. And I have to think about not only my players, but also my audience. I want my audience to enjoy the content, enjoy the game, enjoy the experience. Interact when the opportunities to interact and I want my players to want to keep going. So I that's and I do in some ways I do this and naturally with the fact that I don't care what race I don't care what class you play I don't care about balance that's because that to me feels min maxi that feels uh, against having to do um, what the party wants to do this is a group of people who meet and decide to go do this adventure or get caught up in this adventure so I don't and I know I never really think about some of the hot buds hot button societal issues that you might find in a medieval society quote-unquote hmm i just ignore I, I don't go near them but that doesn't mean that it might occur and it's the how do i make sure that okay how can i sit there and be better at prepping my world where it's like all right this word this is not happening anywhere near where we can interact with it Essentially, offense uh, set somebody because well, I may think it's not a big deal, because of me and my disposition, somebody else may not feel the same way. And if I'm not respectful of that, or at least open to having a dialogue about it, then what's that say to me as a person or as a dungeon man? The videos not frozen.
1: it's not it's another another fire attack
0: i guess oh <laughs> All my numbers are all my numbers are in the green so to speak i'm not seeing anything red or whatever Oops. are
1: you are you sure you're not cooking fries over there you know send them my way i'm kind of hungry
0: <laughs> um good question i for the initial start of challenge accepted i did it as a private zoom call to kind of get, get a chance to meet everybody and go any verbal questions on character builds, because it was the first time I'd actually documented my character guidelines, because my character guidelines are not race class specific, but just different settings in D&D Beyond to kind of set a even tone. Uh, I plan to ask that of the players, if they would like to have the episode zero stream. I thought it might be good to see an episode zero streamed may not be as it probably won't be as long as a traditional uh episode but it would give a chance to kind of get that feel but all my players have to be on board with it and all my players if whether it's video or just audio or how they want to do it if they don't want to have camera feed and they just want to be disembodied voices i'm fine gotta figure out character art but that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> oh. <laughs> but i'm going to leave that to them i would like to stream it because i would like to document for new players or new dungeon masters who are thinking about getting something together how the the with DD there is no there there really is no right or wrong way to do something but there's an informed and uninformed the more and as i'm becoming more informed i have now more questions or things i want to listen for from my players as they describe their characters their backgrounds I've read a few backgrounds some of them are really involved especially if you're using Xanathar's to roll out your background but and even more so because going back to this article about diversity one of the things that Wizards is looking at implementing is, a, is right now when you pick say a dwarf or uh, what's an example I heard today um, a fur box a furbog, by uh, as a racial ability, gets a +2 to their Wisdom score. So people will say, "Well, if I got a +2 to Wisdom, then a lot, as far as a character in ma- a character build, a cleric makes the most class." Well, me personally, I don't if you want to be a furbog but want to be a fighter, I'm cool with it. Just put your lowest stat in there and have it bumped up because of the bonus.
1: Mix and match. Be creative.
0: Uh, that's, uh, that's a good idea. That's a very good idea. I'm de- I'm all for that one. Um <clears throat> So one of the things that Wizards was going to think about doing was allowing you to regardless of your race that you pick adju- adjust the bonuses for the race. Right now it's very fixed. If you race you get the- or- they're looking at taking that away and making it where it's you just your race uh, your race uh bonus based on more of a more uh, it almost looks like it's more of a background-based bonus for some backgrounds if you read them it's like okay if i'm a sailor then i get these bonuses as opposed to other other backgrounds so it sounds like they're going to go more leaning that way and make and flatten all of the racial bonuses to allow more diversity in character builds. Which to me sounds really cool.
1: It some, it, it it seems like it'll open up more more
0: creativity, more diversity, and might have
1: a, a more broad effect on the journey. Because yeah. there might be more choices and decisions that will have stronger ramifications, depending on That's what you're true. running.
0: That's true. That is one hundred percent I am one hundred percent on board with that with that. I as a but then again I am not someone who cares cares about min-maxing a character there are people that do and there are people that they're the ones that they're some of them are going to be really upset on this because now it opens a whole new world of min-maxing that whole debate it's like if that's how you want to play that you do you man you do you i will debate and i will discuss it i'm cool with that yeah but i think you're missing the point point in in this and this is to allow this is to allow more of the gray area in care in in player races within the game
1: yeah that helps out especially just coming from a writer perspective you have that gray area it adds more layer and depth to the, to the character to the journey and it'll draw more attentive value to develop. so when you when 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 you have a um, not to go too all thrills, but when you have a good story, you have those gray areas. No matter if it's a movie, film, book, game, D D. In this case, you know, it, you know, you get more of a draw. You get more of a more of a live adventure because you really don't have a, a preconceived notion of where things are going to go. You might have, you know, stuff placed out where where there's different avenues but you don't have a definitive like a linear directive this is where it's going to go
0: yeah oh and then we can see that in the latest uh in uh tides of Wildmount released uh through, through wizard through beyond
1: Anything. drawing me in scuba drawing me in
0: and uh eberron rising both of them have taken great strides in flattening the preconceived notion of certain races and giving them more depth me, I've always kind of, I guess I've inherently had that because while there is a I can't even say this because I have my first thought on this and now I have to rethink my thought process and my mob building is okay I'm building the mob why not building the mob based on sometimes it's for I, it's gonna, it's the excuse is it's convenient to use these races for these situations or this is how the book, the module said to use them that all might change a little bit because one of the things that's nice and this is a plug for if you're a D&D non subscriber. is if you get a physical book that's locked in print that's always how it's going to be But it here is based on this diversity article every time they reprint the books there's changes to the text yeah now if you have the digital version of the book. I've noticed this over the last year, but I never really understood it till now, is they refresh the content of the book for reprinting. They refresh it digitally. So you've almost always have the latest and greatest versions of the text if you have the digital book through d So that's something that I'm really kind of glad I went the legendary bundle. I have that so I can facilitate my players. Because, personal, regardless of my personal interest in having a collection, first and foremost, I will, I will facilitate my players and their needs first before mine. That's actually an interesting comment. Comment was, what is interesting is humans can be displayed as either good or evil, but other races are usually set at least in most adventures. That's yeah, true.
1: It is. And it is.
0: that is where part of the problem is. And this is something, if you watch this panel, uh, uh, this, this, uh, did. Pan- this Black AF panel on YouTube, which I, I did.
1: Like- yeah, I pasted the link in there. Okay. Above.
0: You, you you watch that, it's like, they're straight up there. It's like drow, orc, and tieflings.
1: They do. They do talk about them
0: extensively. Now, I gotta. I have a personal story for the tieflings. And this was something that, um, again, strikes home. Is when my team teen play teens on parade were playing. A couple of them were doing tiefling. Now I'm sitting there as dungeon master, and they're sitting there playing as tiefling. The players are telling me that because tieflings are this, they are shunned. And I looked at them. I said, No. Way back when, maybe but now they're just as common as anybody else there is no shunning of a race in any of my cities I find that's entirely stupid yeah I guess that is something that not realizing it I was already kind of in in there with certain things I never liked the concept judge and that's again my own personal opinion is like judging someone on what they look like, instead of their character, is ignorant, I- uninformed. They're, and then even, even if you have the best of intentions, sometimes there's still something that's Are those the Dean world founded around human adventures that interact with other racist types flexibility i don't know if flexibility is the right word but yeah if you think about the fact the game's 50 years old before that it was based on uh it was an it was inspired by tolkien before that uh other uh Mythology, yeah, different
1: folklore and stuff from like Scandinavia and the medieval time stuff.
0: So. Yeah, there's a lot of that goes in there, and again, it's it's how those things are. It, it kind of it, it it it's the fact that they're depicted. It, it's it's not so. It, it's it's worse than just the society. It's how their physical descriptions are. Like you can tell how it was it lens because everything you do is done through a lens. Every yeah. conversation you have, every action you take is done through a lens of your personal experience and your background, your upbringing and who you surround yourself with. People you surround yourself with, people you did surround yourself with, are influencing your lens. So the broader your your circle is, the broad the the, the broader your lens is um and that's something that i've learned recently learned and a lot of great input like people will come in and out of your orbit all the time like i have friends like we've all got friends we've known for years and years we may not see them every day anymore we may not talk to them as much as we used to but we still every so often the stars align and they show back up in your in your in your schedule so you just kind of have to I guess my big my big thing for this is how I'm seeing it. A lot of this really does center around informing yourself and being open to acknowledging that your circle that you associate with is going to affect your outlook. And as this panel has so eloquently discussed it and showcased it, the even if you don't intend if you're not at, you, you may not you may not intend to but it does happen and it, they that whole bit so much sense because now it's now that it helps to broaden the lens and i feel that that is probably my big takeaway is broadens my lens. now it affects now it's going to broaden and hopefully make all of my gaming more interesting. Now there is now a whole world of grey that is scattered through my thought process.
1: Lot brought up a good point.
0: Yeah. Even old school D D only humans could be paladins, ultra good guys, maybe unintended, but that was the time ago I'm trying to fake that. Exactly. Yeah wholeheartedly exactly seeing that in the evolution you're seeing that again in the evolution of society the more informed we are the less these things start to dissipate hopefully I just think we still have Agree, we still have a long way to go
1: yeah we do have a long way to go but hopefully it's pushing in the right direction
0: yes and all action on that is like feel the urge to go out to a protest you do you uh, but the biggest thing is you need to be active in the local community. You need, to, you need to get out and vote. Election time's come. That's where your voice makes the most impact. All this other stuff's great because it draws attention. Kind of ebbs and flows, but ultimately, though, voting booth on election day where all the power rests.
1: Like, Yeah, like I always said, go out and vote, and always focus on your local elections. Because as much as the national stuff is important, the locality and who's running your local, your local city, county, or region is just as important.
0: And another thing, all the all this change starts at home. Home is where you set the tone for everything. Have to start it's just like when planning a world in D. you start small or smart Start smart in your home smart start with your circle of friends associates and just kind of gradually go out from there
1: boom
0: Alrighty, well that was a
1: uh, good discussion
0: yeah i think that was probably one of our more real it's discussion. more real
1: discussion yeah because the video like i, I watched it last night it is it's eye-opening yes. um i like like i mentioned i i grew up in a black community most of my life so i was very aware of a lot of things and this just brings to limelight some of the things how it can reverberate through not just certain parts of society but can even reverberate through entertainment the thing so,
0: is, is it's i want to take it a little broader and- yeah the fact that it doesn't matter. In America, this is probably the most easily identifiable thing. Get into a conversation. Look at history. Look at some other things. Think uh, you have to think about all of the other. Any, it's basically a lot of the foundation of Some of this is you don't look like how I looks, so therefore I must think that you're this. Yeah. And even in those people was like, well, I do have. It's like, yeah, that's that's actually a classic micro micro group. Not even go there. But look at all the anybody any any group that had that. Uh, early explore the early founders of the country during the railroads that moved across a lot of the a lot of. Asian and a- Asian immigrants and there were so many stigmas with so many things with that but it's not but for but not to take away but it's this is always happening in different pockets back then it was ignorant in fact it's still ignorance no it's just it no too ways a, to it's a, yeah
1: it's, it, it's still a level of ignorance yeah
0: that level of ignorance so we have to resolve that we have to broaden our lens and broaden our knowledge to eliminate that because as long as that anywhere you're never gonna you th- this is not going to go away resolving the ignorance and sometimes and that it, it a lot a lot of times that's gonna take going to the voting booth to push out who's in office put new people in office who don't have the same uh, biases and ignorances to want to push to eliminate the ignorance because you can apply that whole thing about flattening any kind of racial bonus to all the races in D&D if you could find a way to apply that done oh it's yep yeah, I teachers I got friends and I have friends in education as well it's just te- you teachers have friends have in do, education
1: but... you have one
0: right here that's yeah you're aspiring you're going to be a you're an aspiring educator so I imagine your classes will be all kinds of fun after all this oh yeah
1: a lot of colorful (laughs) rainbows and glee you know we'll say the wet fish is coming so
0: but yeah let's uh not to say this is an important topic that people should have and need to have because if we're not having it then all we're doing is perpetuating the ignorance on that note, we're going to go ahead, shift over to odds and ends.
1: You know, you got to be educated on some
0: odd things, some well, interesting there's some, things. There's some odds and there's some interesting, and we're going to have some fun with some odds and ends. Cause oh, yes. I had a great serious topic, serious talk. I'd love to do that again. Um, yeah, educators are the best. I totally agree. All right, so our odds and ends segment where we find random internet stories and we talk about them. Uh, I've got a kind of a theme going on here with these, not related to what we talked about earlier. Uh, that should not be. That should be its own encapsulated thing that keeps carrying on. Uh, but we're going to talk about some other cool things,
1: some interesting, that, fun things, and then some, you know, nostalgic things. Uh, you know, oh, roaring its way back into our lives.
0: Emphasis on roaring. Yes. Let's go with our first story that is guess what came back to movie theaters father's day weekend that's right jurassic park yes sir uh there was a father's day weekend was the first time we've gotten some box office numbers in quite a while and they've been rather sad for obvious reasons
1: yes mm, you know you don't you wanna yeah so
0: <laughs> Father's Day weekend, we had a we had a select number of theaters. About 230 theaters cro- uh, sh- played showings of the original Jurassic Park, and get this, it pulled in all 517 thousand dollars that weekend. Half
1: a million dollars, people.
0: Number one at the box office.
1: Number one, the dinosaur <laughs> of our child. Food. Interesting
0: tidbit. That is 35 years ago the original film came out. <laughs> and it was number 1 at the box office when it came out then too. Oh yes. Uh so much uh this article talks about a uh from Screen Rant talks about some of the other things for that. Some interesting little tidbits from that is also re-released in theaters was the was Jaws. Uh, another Steven Spielberg film. Uh that one was only shown in 187 theaters but came out to be about thirteen hundred dollars less than what jurassic park made so obviously if there's a few more theaters jaws would have been number one in the box office again
1: and
0: and since we talk about 35 years ago jurassic park came out or 30 35 years ago jurassic park came out i remember last day of school in middle school me and a couple of my friends left school early to go check this film out when it dropped in theaters I think it was the first film I saw multiple times that summer um what interesting thing the weekend father's Day weekend the weekend 19th through the 21st 45 years ago that same weekend is when jaws hit the
1: that's interesting
0: a little tidbit I like that little anecdote for the next time ne- ne- next time things are coming trivia trivia wise um so that's cool Ro what do you think
1: I think it's a. I think it's actually it's it's very exciting to hear not only that you know Jurassic Park is taking the box office again, a really great movie. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. But it also emphasizes the fact that um, that you know there there is a there is a there is an earnest to want to see films in the theater again, even even in small bits, even with the limited access and maybe you know some social distance theater. you know people want to go and live that theater experience. And also by putting out these classic films, you know, classic pop, you know, well-renowned films from back in the past, it might generate that enthusiasm for, you know, people to come back to theaters and be like, maybe, maybe it might be worth to see Tenet when it opens up. Mulan when it opens up. uh, Wonder Woman 1984 when it opens up. um, You know, you know try to get that buzz again ahead of time by using classic popular films to get the crowds to start you know re-energize the crowds once the theaters fully open up with the unreleased films so
0: it's plausible i mean it's nice some sometimes you just need that theater experience yes
1: and yeah the
0: original thing for the theaters was an escape from everyday
1: life yeah and i am biased on that uh, I love the theater experience because it is a it, it is the trueness of escape, especially if you are if you get that perfect triangular effect of a film. You get that trueness of escape. And if you're in that perfect theater at the right time with that right movie, you're just going to be blown away. So the
0: only, the only thing I think is interesting because we're touching on bringing older films back into theaters to kind of give them new life considering we have this big, Dead Space, so to speak. Yeah. Like new films come to theaters. The theor- There's another part in this article where the theorizes that based on these numbers, the theater industry is going to come back to what it was pre-COVID. Uh, I'm skeptical on that. I really do think the theater experience is not going to be what we saw it was. I think it is... It, kind of one of those things it's it, the impact was so uh substantial that we're not going to see it in the same sense that it was
1: uh yeah i i i i i'm not as skeptical i'm kind of like right in the middle i think that there there are there are movie theater geeks like me who you know regardless of all the changes that have happened through society, not only just covid but you know more accessibility through streaming platforms uh, through uh, VOD, through even, you know, you know, you know, legal downloads, but I don't do that. But um, there are still that, that there, the theaters still, sir, have some kind of service or purpose. And what it's going to do is just, it's just going to change. It's just going to, it's just going to evolve. Cause at, at, even, even before COVID and before streaming, theaters were evolving in different ways and trying to, you know, expand the theater, provide better amenities Introduce 3D, 4D experiences, you know, they they, they were already evolving. And what this is, it's going to probably provide, there's going to be a happy medium at some point where it's going to be, which I've mentioned before, so I'm not going to go too in-depth, is that there's going to be a a leeway of, you know, major blockbusters are going to be here, the lower tier movies are going to be over here, and then there's going to be the middle ground where they're going to release movies. I'm going to use the example, King of Staten Island, you know, theater and VOD. You know, so that you know you can get your bang for your buck if you want to skate into the to the dark room of the theater, or you want to watch it on your couch. So,
0: are we going to find that theaters will have far less seating because yeah, you know, how to pack everybody in for social distancing? So that's
1: fine by me. Let me give me those uh, those recliners.
0: Right, um, our next story. I don't have a picture for it because <laughs> I couldn't really find one, but uh, it's Pokemon related. Pokemon. There is a new Pokemon game called Pokemon Unite. That is uh, on its way. Out to, switch, and Apple and Android devices. Uh, this is interesting because it's a MOBA style game.
1: Yes, so it, in the in the craze of all that ma- massive battle arena games like League of Legends and um, Dota 2, Pokemon's jumping into the ring with that.
0: So. Interesting thing for this article is it points out that uh, the team, uh, this team-based MOBA was developed by the in cooperation with Tencent, Tommy Studios, E I M I which they're responsible for the Call of Duty mobile game and Arena of Valor.
1: I do know the latter is pretty popular on the mobile devices. I've not played it personally, but I do know it's popular
0: it's interesting so i mean if you're a fan of those games this is the same group that can s- worked on this pokemon moba so it might be interesting i just i there i'm for it's supposed to have cross play between switch and android and ios That's
1: definitely another plus for you know cross-platforming games in the
0: future the downside is there's no release date yet
1: none no dates so you're just going to have to dream the dream of Five versus five of uh, Pokemon versus Pokemon on a boba like map. Um, but you'll have access to some some known characters that are popular in the series, so you'll be able to control like uh, Lucario, Squirtle, uh, Pikachu, Bulbasaur, uh, Gengar, just the name a few. Uh,
0: and our next story,
1: Lord B giveth. And run away!
0: Look at that face! <laughs> this is Lord Fairfax, uh, a 65-pound alligator snapping turtle found in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, so, the the Fairfax uh, Wildlife uh, There was a report of this turtle being near a residential pond in Fairfax. And authorities were called out. that This is a creature that normally lives far south of Virginia, and it was yes. found here. And the thing is, this is a baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, this 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 big, lovable joy of 200 pounds
0: is just a baby.
1: You know, he needs care and love, maybe some milk. I don't know.
0: Um, it, thankfully, though, the uh, this turtle doesn't stand the, doesn't really impose much of a threat in the community. To to passerbys. However given the climate that is here this the problem. It wouldn't last very long. However Lord Fairfax has been relocated to the Virginia Zoo here in Norfolk, Virginia Where he can uh, get a nice comfy life? Interesting tidbit these turtles can grow in excess of 200 pounds this dude's only 65 pounds, so Oh, got a lot. He he's
1: gonna got. He's got a lot more growing to do, and being uh, finding a new home, and the Virginia Zoo, um, and knowing they just uh, rebuilt that uh, reptile exhibit, he's gonna be living the high life. And I'll probably be visiting him
0: sometime soon because I did renew my membership. You have to get a selfie with him.
1: I will, and I will show all y'all how friendly he, he is.
0: Interview him about his travel from Fairfax to.
1: Um, I do have a video camera. I will document the interview and bring it back to bring it to you exclusively to scuba and the rat.
0: But uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's cool because there are so many interesting wildlife in our world that we never really get to. See. Yeah. And I think this is just, just mystery in the world that it seems to be missing. And things like this reminds you that there's still plenty of mystery and wonder in the world that we why can't we focus on that instead of this other crap?
1: I I don't know, but the the mystery is is how did uh, how did he get to Fairfax?
0: Most likely, Why? to be honest, because he would technically be considered an exotic species. Somebody probably got him when he was itty bitty. Yeah. Thought it'd be cool. Well, itty bitty don't stay itty bitty forever, especially yeah. if you don't know what you what you bought.
1: Yeah, itty bitty became biggy bitty. And you're just like, nope, not today.
0: And this is how we have invasive species, like the the python, it, it, the stuff going on in the Everglades. Yeah, craziness.
1: Yeah, when you when you introduce, you know, species that aren't supposed to be there, you know, it causes environmental havoc, and then you know, another species will die, most of the time. But I guess he just he just likes the good food up there. You know, they got a variety of restaurants in Northern Virginia. Oh good. really? He's, yeah. Uh,
0: he's doing doing a little uh, restaurant shopping for the for the turtles
1: oh yeah you know they got a good variety
0: he probably wanted to visit some monuments dc's right across the
1: water so you know always good to go on a historical tour maybe visit his brothers at the national zoo you know <laughs> just saying you know can travel tickets are cheap on the yeah, planes but-
0: Sometimes, some animals belong where they believe, live natively, not halfway across the world because some people <laughs> they're, they're exotic and therefore that's status. You're an idiot.
1: No, you should probably just not do that, people.
0: Alrighty, <laughs> so our next story. Ah, this one. Oh, do you know what that is?
1: What is that?
0: That is called the Sparkle Box.
1: Sparkle box, interesting. Yeah.
0: It was invent it was a prototype. This is the prototype. This was uh created back in 1967.
1: Way back in the day, way before my time.
0: Way way back. And if you're not familiar with that is, then maybe you'll be more familiar with what it's called today. That is the first karaoke machine.
1: Sing to me, people. I will sing to you.
0: Turns out the inventor of the inventor of the karaoke machine is still alive and still has this, and it still works. Uh, he uh can't pronounce the name. You want to take a shot at pronouncing the name? Uh, the name of the of the guy. Uh, yes. Well, most con- most of the time, the uh, the karaoke is credited to an individual who invented a machine in 1971. Um, That's the first name in our article and the second name is the guy who actually owned an an electronics company and decided to he would basically come into work whistling tunes or singing tunes and somebody had made a comment that led to the creation of this device. Uh, This device was originally based on playing 8-track tapes. The first karaoke song played on this device, or the first song that gave birth to it, is a song that's uh Ujio no Yami, which basically translates to the Heartless Dream, a very popular tune from the nineteen thirties. So it's just kinda cool.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, it's uh it's very interesting to learn where, you know, things that you never know had history. Have very strong history and ties, and how things come into play, especially like the karaoke machine, started in one place and got, you know, yeah, expanded for by another.
0: And it, it, this is built on, and it had an. There was an extra eight de, eight track tape deck, and put this together to where you could. get. This is what birthed the whole thing with karaoke. So it still works. It's still functional. It's a nice little bit of little bit of tech history. Yeah. You know?
1: But he, he lived a good long life and he brought the world a very wonderful gift. Oh, he's
0: still alive. Uh, there was an, uh, an author by the name Matt Alt who sought this guy out and, had, and sent, talked with him and documented this whole story in a book called Pure Invention by Matt Alt. A-L-T. Uh, I gotta find that book. Yeah... I, I, I've seen 8-tracks. I think my first radio had the 8-track option, but it never worked anymore. But I was all cassette tapes. None of them play anymore. Unfortunately. That's some great tapes.
2: <laughs>
0: Alrighty. And our last story.
1: You want to ride the ride?
0: Twist. twists. You know what? We'll do that. We'll do it manual. All right. So, we've all. Uh, uh, how many people have heard of Evangelion? Me. Uh, probably one of the most controversial animes I've ever seen because it just. There's so many different ways it ended. It just left you scratching your head. It's like, what did I watch? Sure. But it was really awesome. Yeah. Hands down, one of the most awesome animes in the last thirty years. Um, but here in Japan, they made a a attraction out of it.
1: Of course, in Japan, they would do that.
0: This, uh, this is a rideable ride, uh, that you can go and sit in that this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, Ava 1 is roughly 15 meters tall and appears to be, uh, ascending out of a pool of some liquid. It's been years since I watched the anime. I don't remember all the terms But but visitors can go in and take a series of aptitude tests See if they would qualify as a pilot and then go for a photo op inside the plug the pilot plug Or you could sit out on his outstretched hand to take photos there Uh, Then there's also there's a show that's about a three minute long show that has simulates uh, Ava and Angel Battles using water guns and other special effects. What are your thoughts, Ryan? I am
1: booking my ticket to go check this thing out. But you know, probably can't travel to Japan anytime soon. But this is a new attraction will be you have to wait till October to go ahead and check it out. But it is being um, the new attraction is gonna celebrate an upcoming release of Evangelion. And the new Evangelion film, so it's going to coincide with some more fun things to watch in the series.
0: I think it'll be uh, it's, again. These are just some of these cool attractions people come up with. I mean, it looks really cool
1: with this combined with the Nintendo World and how you know, um, the the Studio Ghibli Park that's being planned. And, you know, it's just it's just fun to see that you can actually have your childhood being you know you know ingrained in the culture of Japanese culture from a lot of my life get to see you know you can actually visit places yes it just it just opened your eyes and something that I will add to my bucket list
0: (laughs) (laughs) all righty well that is the end of our stories So. As the end of our stories, Forts and tonight. We
1: have hit the end, people. On my own karaoke. It
0: is a long. It's it's a long one tonight. Um, almost two hours. Appreciate everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, up for this tonight. Um, thank you. Hopefully we you. weren't too soapboxy with. Or I hopefully I wasn't too soapboxy with uh, the the conversation, but it really is a powerful thing to think about so influence and getting that the more you learn the more your perspective changes so i felt like it was a really good thing to discuss uh, hopefully i did it justice and i didn't just out of my mouth for fun of it
1: it was a good discussion i believe you know cuz you know once you once you once uh, you know you start to learn things that that you didn't know that was involved in your own community and or circle, you start to realize it's like, I am part of some of the problem, but I can be part of the solution.
0: Yes. I think sharing the knowledge, sharing that, encouraging people, don't understand, go look it up. Look it
1: up, research. Google is right there at your fingertips.
0: I mean, these people, don't look it up. You don't know what it is, or don't understand it. Go look it up and then ask questions based on doing research. If you're not willing to do the research, then you know you're not helping this.
1: Yeah, if you're not willing to learn, you are part of the problem.
0: All right, Sorry so, to be harsh.
1: But let's hand on happy thoughts. We're going to Evan yes. land. Who's coming with me? I'll pay for the tickets. I will pay for possibly, the tickets.
0: And we're 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 looking at trying to have some guests come on the show and sit there and talk about D other things uh got a few i'm in the i'm in talks with right now so i can't really go too much into it until i get some confirmations
1: i'm curious
0: oh yes I'm reaching out trying to do more um trying to network and connect with more people and see if i can make some new connections and some new friends and thank you for checking us out thank you for watching thank this you I'm watching this all on, y'all on video on, vid- on uh, at the edited version really appreciate it we do have merch if you want to check out things, check out that
1: merch. Get some, get some shirts. Some
0: you got things like uh, mouse pads, cups, and stuff. I mean, you don't have to, but hey, it's there. I mean, every little bit helps, right?
1: Yeah, every little bit
0: helps. Of course, the bit it's only if you can. Biggest thing you can do is spread the word. Get more people to come check us out. And if you're, and come join us over on the Discord. I've got a few. We're still doing some renovations there, so there's a lot of room for feedback to kind of help make things better. Greatly appreciate it. So there's a list of all our contact information, where you can find us, give us shout outs, things like that. I do have a couple of videos I'm in the process of working on and finishing up. We'll get those out as soon as I can. that. We will wish you all have a great week. Have a great weekend. Have a great holiday. Be safe. Love each other and catch you on our next one. Peace.